place where we'd have kids uh, screaming <laughs> and then I'd be losing points every minute with my wife. She thinks I'm at the office right now doing my billing and paperwork. Perfect, so. perfect. I'm glad she's not listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not listening to a single one. She's not listening. It's only going to be when her friends, uh, if her friends tell her, then she'll act all surprised and then she'll uh, listen to it, right? Uh, that's, the, that's the litmus of, I think, her being impressed is if her friends are talking. Uh, she hates it when I say this because I make her seem like she's like some kind of whatever person, but she's really sweet, kind, and uh, I fair and pragmatic. She's absolutely lovely. Yeah. So my name is Whip Lamba. I'm a psychiatrist, mainly see people who use uh, drugs, uh, and I'm board certified in the States, but I'm licensed here in uh, Canada. All right. And I'm uh, Jean-Paul Michael. I am a addiction case manager. I work at an inner city hospital. Um, before being a uh, addiction case manager, I uh, spent uh, seven years injecting drugs, so I have some experience uh, of uh, of being on both sides of the uh, both sides of the desk, as they say. Yeah, and in between that period, you were a peer support worker, and that's how we met. We met, that's I think, right. in 2017, and yes, uh, you were did. the first peer support worker that joined our clinical team. Yeah, uh, first uh, first of two, and there's been yep. others uh, since. And it was transformative uh, for me to have you on the team and to help out with uh, some of these uh, these cases. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm so glad that you're so interested in learning about how to help people who use drugs, just like I'm interested in learning. And for both of us, it's not just enough for us to know, right? We want to find a way to how can we learn, capture this information and share it out. And you sent me like a text message this past week or I can't remember if it was a phone call and you're like, Whip, you know, we got to talk about craft. We got to talk about craft. And I would love to hear from you what inspired this, what about it, and we'll cover it all. But basically craft is a psychotherapy for the family member. Stands for community reinforcement approach and family family training. Training. Yeah, community reinforcement approach and family training. And I'll get into all that that stuff, right? It was developed by Robert Myers. Uh, He's from New Mexico, uh, Albuquerque. Um, But it's one of those things that completely goes against the way um, we practice medicine in the Western world. Because what do we do for most of medicine in the Western world? We treat the individual. We treat the individual. We see them as an autonomous uh, patient that can make their own decisions. And it's very rare that we make an explicit effort to include family. And and this is a therapy that's designed for the family member. Yes. Regardless of whether the patient um, is there or not or wants to be there or not. And the, the family member is your actual patient. You're not right. actually seeing the person who's using drugs. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, I guess that, uh, you know, what highlighted my interest is the availability. I've known about this book for a long time, I got to admit, but uh, I haven't read it. Uh, I, I tend to uh, read my books uh, by audio or listen to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so this book just came out. Uh, An audiobook format, uh, yeah. Audiobook yeah. I haven't format. heard the audio yet. Is it, is it read by the writer? Or it is, is it not. The... Oh, okay, okay. It That's a not. shame. But it's, it's a but, shame. but it's still wonderfully, wonderfully Oh, I'm sure narrated. it is. Those, uh, those, uh, those, what do you call those? Speakers, the speakers that re- read audiobooks, yes, they're phenomenal. Yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. so skilled and talented, right? Yeah, so. this guy's this guy's really good. He really he he really feels uh, he feels like it sounds like he read it, wrote it, right? So it's uh, it's good. 
He's very impassioned about it. And so what was the book name again? Uh, Keeping Your Loved One Sober. Yeah, yeah. And it's by Robert Or Getting Myers. Your Loved One Sober. Yeah, Getting Your Loved One Sober, Alternatives to Nagging, Pleading, and Begging. Right. And if you get it on Amazon, it costs me about 20 bucks or so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, how do I know this book? Because uh, you used to have about 10 of them in your office yeah, uh, at any yeah. one time on your bookshelf. And uh, yeah, yeah. I believe you would occasionally give it to family members. I, that... I, always, I always give to family members. I always give to colleagues. I always give to all those uh, kinds of things right and and the the only reason i i do that now is i think uh, this is like maybe 10 years ago um a colleague of mine was covering my clinic that i was doing it was an addiction clinic right so yeah. we were doing like um uh i guess say alcohol opiate treatment and there was a patient there that was clearly depressed right and so i'm away for a week my friend is in that clinic for a week he saw the person was depressed he gave the person mind over mood and did a full thought record with them and in my head i'm thinking the ontario government pays me this much money per 30 minute visit what what's a 20 dollar book and after that i just in my head i'm like there's certain things that i just if you hand it, it's it's very very powerful. Yeah. And speaking of which, I've got to order a bunch more. I'm all out of the twenty that I last bought, so yeah. I've got to get another uh, twenty. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of, you know, we we support um, a lot of typically the individual, but we get a lot of family members and yep. various practices yeah, that yeah. we work in, and um, you know, and it's uh, it it always seems uh, it always seems harder on the family than it does on the individual. Hmm. It always seems that, uh, I mean, I, that's so interesting. It, it's, uh, because, you know, and, and, and I, as I said at the beginning of my introduction is that, you know, I've seen it from both sides. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't really have a, you know, kind of a, a family supporting me to see how they, they managed it. But, um, when you're in it, you're in it, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, you're not, um, you're, you know, you, there's a little bit of, uh, coasting that goes on from time to time while you're in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of coasting for a mother you know, who, you know, has a, has a child. So, so you have to help me here. What is coasting? Well, mean? coasting meaning coasting when you, you're in it, you're in it. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you're someone it's like on autopilot, like yeah, it just keeps happening, every day, just keeps happening. You're there, right? You're, you're, you're getting high every day. It's not, you're not always dwelling on the definitely the implications. Not. Yeah. You're not dwelling on the risk, right? Huh? You're not dwelling. You're not always, I can only speak for myself. Of course, I'm not speaking for anyone else, but I, I wasn't constant. I mean, it, I'm not saying it was a good, a good journey, but not every day you're thinking that, you know, oh my God, my son is going to die. Right. And a mother doesn't have that luxury because a mother is every day. My son is going to die. Right. Yeah. Or she's fearful yeah, of this happening. Absolutely. She's reading the headlines in the newspaper. Oh my God. She's yeah. seeing fentanyl, this, fentanyl that overdoses absolutely. everywhere. And there, you know, there's such desperation. And, um, you know, so when we, when we work with the family members, it's, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I just have a special place in my heart to try to support them. Yeah. And, um, you know, there are very few tools to do that with, but this, this book, um, and this therapy is like kind of a, you know, I, dare I say it like a roadmap, right? Like it's sort of, yeah, it's, it, it's it, a phenomenal roadmap and it's not the only way to do it, right? but it's, it's a very good way to do it. And it's a slight twist to how we usually look at things. Right. And, um, you know, it kind of puts the, uh, like there's a whole, you know, there's exercises that you do, you know, these, is it behavioral map mapping that you yeah. do? And it's like, yeah, you know, oh, look at you, eh? Like, oh, we're going to make a therapist out of yeah. you soon, eh? And it's like, you know, oh. but it's really useful, practical, evidence-based stuff that this works. It absolutely is evidence-based stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so it's really exciting to see something that, hey, you know, you can sink your teeth into this yeah. and um, it's not hopeless, you yeah. know? And, it, and even if, you know, God forbid it's hopeless <laughs> for the patient that you're supporting, yeah. you know, it's not hopeless for you. Right. 
if if you follow the steps in this book as as oh, a as the one, parent, as, as the a loved parent. one, parent or sibling right. or partner, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that their life is going to be better because of it. Absolutely, right? yeah. And that's the key part of it, right? That, yeah. That, that they're going to get some uh, yeah. level of, of comfort out of yeah. following this practice, whether yeah. it's because yeah. they're going out for a night with their friends or what, as opposed to, you know, begging, pleading, and nagging, right? That was the expression uh, with yeah. their loved one. And one more time that they're intoxicated because, yeah. you know, the book teaches some really basic lessons that you think would be intuitive, but they're kind of not, right? Where it's like, you know, if you're, talking to someone that's intoxicated. I mean, we all kind of know this. You're really not going to get a lot of insight in that conversation, but when you're in it, if it's your, you know, your spouse and they're, you know, um, you know, they've come home drunk for the, you know, the fifth time this week, you know, and you're upset about it, then you're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to be upset too, right? They missed dinner. They, um, you know, they, uh, they woke up the kids, they're, they're screaming in the house, right? And they're careless and they're coming in with their muddy boots, all these different things. And you're like, you know, these are the things that, you know, if when they come home intoxicated that you have to deal with. So, of course, you're going to be upset. So, you know, they as an example, they teach you, well, one of the steps of doing that is, well, you know what, if that if that starts to happen then you say, I'm worse, I'm so happy to see you, dear. I'm so happy you came home. I'm uh, your, your dinner is on the table, uh, but I'm going out with my girlfriends tonight and, yeah. uh, and yeah. I'll be back by 11 and uh, the kids are fine. I can't remember. Is that a story in the book or is that one that you heard separately? It's it, it sort of, I think it's a, yeah. I conflated a few stories in the book, but. Well, that's all. No, up, no, no. So I was just curious. Yeah. Cause I, cause I tell that story a lot too. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but that's, you know, kind of, but at the end of the day, she, she got some peace and she didn't stay home for three hours, you know, ranting mm. and r- ranting and pleading with her husband to stop drinking yeah. and all the damage that he's done. Yeah, so, so, so what I'm hearing is that uh, you've seen the suffering in the family members, you've heard the suffering in the uh, family members, uh, and you want to do something to reduce their suffering. Uh, and uh, this therapy is designed exactly uh, for that. And, and in some cases, it could also make their loved one more likely to uh, make some changes in their, uh, in their life. Yes. Uh, and uh, and it sounds like you were especially impressed because it was like this evidence-based psychotherapy. It's not like some guy saying, hey, <laughs> send me send me all of your uh, parents and I'll, I'll help them. Right. You know, like uh, send yeah. me all the parents. Um, with uh, this, the, this therapy and the, this model, the other thing that... Um, I was hearing as you were you were you were talking about it is that like it's it's almost like every second every minute of the day uh, these people are worried about like uh, is is my kid going to be alive or what can I do or all that kind of stuff uh, and yeah no and it sounds like you want to be able to help them help yeah. them a lot for that of course yeah I mean you want to you know because I think that 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 environment is I mean it's also not conducive to the people that we are you know that are principally who we're supporting we're, we're I mean, in my, in my work, I'm principally not supporting families, but secondarily we are, but if the family is, uh, if this works better for the family, then, then the outcome is better for the patient as well. Right. So yeah. if it, you yeah. know, if it works, it works and it's, um, and, and so that's the, that's a, that's a big point of it too. So should we talk a bit about craft? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there's a couple of ways that I can, I can bring it up. Um, and sometimes I like to go a little bit back in back in time, and I don't know if there's there's value in that or or sure. Not. I mean, I, I I think that that's uh, people that are checking us out are not going to know what uh, necessarily what craft is at all, really, at this point. What we've talked about, yeah. So so with with psychotherapy, when you look at people that develop psychotherapies, if you look at um, who their supervisor was, who they did their PhD with, who did all that stuff with, all of a sudden you get clues about why they think the way that they they do. 
And, and we talked a bit, um, I think this was a, a while back at the CSAM conference, about first wave, second wave, third wave psychotherapies. And first wave psychotherapies are really behavioral, right? Where like the people, these behaviors, they believe you didn't even know what the person, you didn't need to know what the person thought. You just create an environment for the change. And Robert Myers, uh, the person from New Mexico who developed this therapy, did his, uh, did his PhD thesis and his postdoc uh, with this um, a psychologist called Nathan Azrin. And Nathan Azrin, like, is just, I was blown away by what this guy did. He developed this uh, token economy for schizophrenia. And so what that means in certain closed environments, he can get people with schizophrenia. People with schizophrenia usually have a lot of negative symptoms, a lot of low motivation to do things, make changes. And he found ways to motivate them to change their behavior. The other thing that he did was he actually wrote a book and a protocol for toilet training for adults with severe developmental disabilities. Okay. So like people that um, aren't really able to learn many new things, but but you can imagine, right? If you're like 40 or 50 years old, or you're like our ages, uh, and uh, you're at the point that you can't go to the bathroom on your own, you have to have like a, a nurse or someone to help you, and you don't have the ability to learn all these new things. But if you can set things up so that the person can learn, uh, all of a sudden, they have this freedom in terms of what they can they can do, and he also wrote a book for children as well, which which I read, you know, as I was trying to teach my kids how to do it, and and what he did in that book was that he took every single simple step, and he sort of would give a reward for it. So, for example, with the child, if they walk to the potty, they get a little jelly bean. If they put their pants down they get a jelly bean. If they sit uh, down on it, they get a jelly bean. If they leave something on there, they get a jelly bean. And so then you you do one small step at a time. You add that reward uh, to it. Sometimes you can withhold stuff if uh, they don't do the, they don't get the jelly bean if they don't do the stuff. You could time it so it's like every hour, every minute, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and and it's actually quite uh, quite effective. They they had some other things in the uh, stuff they did with the adults, like a negative reinforcement. Uh, Is there some contingency management for toilet training? That that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? Okay. And the reason that I'm saying this stuff is because you know sometimes we're so stuck on the individual motivation, we don't think about how to change the environment around it, right? Uh, and and so with with Robert Myers, that was the environment that he was trained in, and then he developed the community reinforcement approach, and then this family training. Uh, training version and and for this uh, therapy uh, it's it's very behavioral where you try to understand what's going on with the the behaviors of the person so you try to help the family member um, uh, know really describe what happens before uh, what happens during what's the person thinking feeling uh, physically feeling emotionally what's their pattern of use what good do they get out of it and then what are all those negative consequences right uh, then you try to create an experience for them where it's more rewarding to be sober right so say for example say if um, I have a sibling or something you know like uh, uh, who has trouble with alcohol and they're drinking all the time but when they were younger they used to play basketball or something like that and so what you would sort of coach me to do in that therapy uh, is to create experiences where he gets to do what he wants with who he wants, but it's just he has to be sober when he's, um, when he's there. So it would be almost like uh, instead of doing like a Wednesday morning trying to get him to meditate, it would be Friday night when he'd normally be drinking. I book a gym. I invite all his friends. There's 
there's a pickup game basketball and then to, to come he has to be able to sort of do that and uh, and if you take that. him for dinner afterwards it's in an unlicensed restaurant maybe yeah yeah you could do that or you could have the non-alcoholic beer or whatever yeah, it might be. plan it out yeah and so so one of the things that, that it talks about is really thinking behaviorally to understand that that be that behavior for it the other thing that it is uh, a big part of it as well uh, is the uh, learning how to communicate. So it learns how to have that uh, conversation. And when you went through the book, what you found was that all the things that they were saying were common sense. But how do you use common sense when you're scared the other person's going to die? Yeah. Right? So it's like you it's someone you love, someone you care about. Maybe you've tried all the things. Uh, but then all of a sudden you see them and it's like, oh my God, like, you know, what if they, they leave tonight and they overdose, right? Yeah. And of course you're going to scream and yell and, and all those kinds of things to try to change it. Yeah. And so it's all stuff that people, uh, people know. I think... Unless you have sort of specific questions, I think I might have to come back for another session where I actually have an outline of all the key things because I think the audience would be really, really interested in that. But I think from from my end, uh, what what I wouldn't mind sharing is a story that a friend of mine shared when he found out about this this uh, this therapy, uh, and then I'll just share another story around ice. Yeah, if I just well. interrupt one one point yep. about that, so uh, you know, yes, they're scared about. Um, uh, about their loved one dying absolutely but i think most of the folks that i in in uh, most of the f- loved ones that i encounter yeah, yeah, yeah. um are um uh they've reached the point of desperation where they've tried everything hmm. right we've already they've already gotten there like it's like they're they're open at that point right because they they've been doing this at least in the settings that i i work in they're these absolutely are they're like people. give me anything they're like yeah. give me anything i'll try it yeah I'll because i i have exhausted every yeah. other avenue yeah. that's available to me and um I, I i'm at wit's end you know um i i mean some of these some of these individuals that there's already been uh you know some catastrophic health uh consequences for the, for the the loved ones right so uh um, you know, when, um, you know, when, when, uh, I, I know a situation where, uh, you know, a father had already had a heart attack and, um, you know, had been, you know, riding out this, this situation for, uh, for his, uh, his child for, you know, 25 years. Mm. Right? These aren't, these aren't new, these aren't newbies coming mm. in here that, you know, I mean, of course we have those, right. We, absolutely. And, uh, you know, but there's, um, uh, you know, and and so many of them. Um, you know, in, in in the new setting that I work at at the uh, withdrawal management site, you know, we we get uh, we get parents, you know, calling in desperation often, right, where they're trying to. Uh, so, so you'd like to be able to to talk to them, yeah. in a way that's helpful, yeah, yeah, and you like to be able to give them the resources that are helpful, yeah, yeah, yeah. I li- absolutely, I, I yes, I I, okay. I have given the reference of this book to countless people Perfect. before I even read the whole thing. Good. Because I, Good. I spoke Good. to, you know, kind of, yeah. I, I know how strongly you felt about oh, it. I feel so strong. Story. I mean, I'm, I'm, I literally buy it and I hand it out. Yeah. I could easily give them the, uh, tell them the name, but I literally hand them that, uh, that yeah. copy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're seeing people that their motivation level is through the roof and it's super high. Yeah. For me, sometimes the, their motivation is a bit different. Also, sometimes people are fed up. Like they're like, yeah. no more. Like, so you're seeing people that are pleased anything to help. Sometimes people are so fed up, they distance themselves yeah. and then they don't talk to the, the person until they're sober. So. Well, or the, or in some cases they have to, right? Because it, it could be one child, but it, it may be, they may have three others at home. Hmm. So when they have three others at home, what's, you yeah. know, a parent's got to keep their, their family safe. Yeah. Right. Because some of these behaviors can bring down a whole family, God. you know? So, um, and, and, right. and when we're that at that point, you know, it, it is very desperate times. Right. And, and, yeah. and people are reaching out and, you know, especially with all the stories in the news, it's very, uh, yeah. it's very tough. So, so for that, what, what I, what I usually recommend, uh, is, is I, I sometimes recommend the book. 
the, the book's quite uh, quite good. Um, I mean, Al-Anon is not the worst thing in the world. No. Although, uh, although some people talk about how it's almost uh, ultimatums at times around an all or none. Uh, but for some people where it's helpful, it might be might be helpful. There's also an organization, I don't know if you've heard of them, they're called Families for Addiction Recovery Canada or FAR Canada. Yes, I've heard uh, of them, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I've met several times Angie Hamilton, who's on the, uh, I think she's on the board there. Uh, and um, what, what they did was they got about 20... I guess you'd call them peers. So they're, they're parents of people who have kids that use uh, drugs. Uh, and uh, what they did, they got them all trained in um, ACT, so acceptance commitment therapy. Okay. They got them all trained in motivational interviewing, and they got them all trained in craft. Okay. And so they have a, a phone line that family members can call for oh, support. I did not know that. Yeah. And so the, the therapies that we want to do and want to get better at, they, they've actually trained all these peers in those uh, those things. And uh, I, I always recommend that to right. the family. Well, let's, put, let's put that resource in our, uh, absolutely, in our description. You know, there. Uh, absolutely. You know, and I was—I think I was uh, chatting with her uh, after they got the the training, and they they had uh, Robert Myers come down and, and all that stuff. I was just so blown away by it, you know, because uh, there there are uh, patients where Al-Anon works, um, all that stuff works, uh, but when people are at their wit's end, they they sometimes just need to know that they're not alone, right? Because because uh, you can you can fail on the side of giving too much compassion. So anytime somebody calls, you give them money, almost like this enabling thing. And you can also sometimes fail in terms of setting such a hard limit that you miss a window for uh, for an uh, intervention. It's tough. It's tough to be objective, right? When you're right in the eye of the storm and you've been in it for sometimes two or three decades. My goodness, I couldn't imagine that, right? And yeah, it's, um, and it's your child. Yeah, right? so. absolutely. And so, what what I do now is, yeah, I have like those usually about ten to twenty books in my office, and so. If, if I see a patient um, uh, and they have a family member or maybe I'm seeing a patient where addiction is not as big of an issue or their partner has a big issue or sometimes I'll see people who don't see it, their addiction as an issue but they see their partner's uh, uh, substance use as an issue, uh, I'll give them the, the book. Uh, and um, I, I have to be very careful though because if, um, if I'm seeing a patient and then I see the family member, I have to be very careful around confidentiality, uh, sort of the consent form. I have to create separate charts for the different uh, people. And ideally, the way that I would practice is if I had a teammate who was trained in the therapy, I would see the family members of their patients and they would see the family members of mine. So there's some kind of uh, distance uh, as, uh, as well with it. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, and so so I have those those books there. I sort of uh, hand them out, and then uh, I have to be very careful when I give them, because uh, when you're going through it, a lot of the suggestions were very simple. And so if you're someone that's for 25 years been trying to help your loved one reduce their substance, they'll be like, "You think I haven't tried this? You think I didn't try like you know being nice? You think I say, hey, sorry that I did this to you? I've tried all of these things, but it's almost like a reminder of first principles, right? And yeah. so for some people, I have to be very careful how I frame the book. Because people get quite, um, they yep. sometimes take it, per it's like if you came to me saying you were depressed and I was like, hey, read this book. Yeah. I'll see you in a couple months. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, I think, I, I, and I, ha and I, in talking to family members about this and working with it, I think they have tried a lot of part of it. Right. But I think they've left out the part of taking care of themselves. Hmm. Right. I, I, I've, ne I've never heard a family member say, yeah, I, I, I took too many, uh, too many bubble baths or I, I went out with my friend too often. Right. It, it's always the, the, always the nights that end in despair, right. Yeah. Where they're just, you know, crying uncontrollably about something, a problem that they've had indefinitely and can't stop. Yeah. Um, and, um, I think that that's one of the beauties of this book because the yeah. beauty of the book is that 
that night's not going to happen. If you follow the steps in there, that night's not going to happen as often because you're going to have an exit strategy for that mm. night, right? You're mm. not going to be a victim of violence because it goes through the steps of, of yeah, how to protect it does. yourself. I was, I was very, violence, very impressed right? with that book. Yeah, yeah where that it's chapter. Like you're going to have an escape plan, right? And you're going to end up, I mean, not every time, of course, we can't always protect ourselves 100% of the time. Yeah. But if you follow the steps of the book, you know, it's not like I'm pushing the book. We're both pushing the book. We're both pushing the book. But, We're absolutely um, pushing the book. Why, why, why not push something like that? Yeah. Right, like when you think about how much suffering these people have, you know, in terms of the fear of what will happen to their loved one or whatever, why not uh, try to reduce that suffering? Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, I mean, it's it's one of those things where uh, you can say this to anybody. It's like uh, how many times people who've been on flights will say, you know, put it on your own air thing first, right? Put yours and then put the kids on first. But we very rarely live that way. Right. Um. Yeah. So with the the therapy um i don't know what i should do if i should go through some of it now or maybe another well, time well i mean we can uh, you know let's uh maybe circle back to this and have kind of the kind of you know the kind like of like a structured talk yeah, just on uh, all the key points yeah, and yeah, list it from. out and um uh, and you know maybe uh, we can just uh wrap this as discussion on uh on craft kind of an open or how to, how to how to uh, get your loved one sober. Yeah, and I guess so we know we have the book. Yeah. We have the audio book. We yeah. have Far Canada Yeah, as a potential option. I think we have to include Alan on. You know, Absolutely. I think we sometimes forget. Absolutely. Like I, I know with AA here, we sometimes have talks where we go about medications or this or that. We forget that there are some communities that have been doing this for decades and for certain patients, they do phenomenal there as well. So yeah, sounds good. All, All right. right, let's keep going with craft. All right.